When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So you started writing more in the country vein. I mean, Jack Clement is also in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, in fact, Jack Jack Clement is in that Hall of Fame. He's also in the Country Music Hall of Fame. He was inducted about, oh, three or four years ago. Legend, of course. Let's talk about some of your country songs from this era. You want me to just throw names out? Sure, yeah. I've been around enough to know. You wrote this with Bob McDill. Bob is a guy that Alan and I met when we were down in Beaumont, Texas. We were down there from about 62 to 64. We stayed in a, uh, a hotel down there, and they had this little tap room down there, and people would come in and sing a lot. And Bob would come in. He had a little kind of a little folk group, uh, and they'd there on weekends. In fact, Janice Joplin used to hang out down there. That was just a, a, a little before me, but they said she would come in there and do her homework while she was listening to these bands play. We hit it off with Bob, got to be good friends. And then when, when Alan and I got moved up to Nashville by Jack, we got Bob to move too. We Actually, we, we moved from Beaumont to Memphis to Nashville. We got Bob to move up to Memphis. And then Jack got us to move on from Memphis to Nashville, and we got McDill to move on up there. And we said, man, come on, come on up here and we'll write some country songs. And McDill said, I, I can't write country songs. I don't know how to do that. But He was wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. He was, he was very wrong. So we all ended up in Nashville. Been there ever since. Thank goodness. So I've been around enough to know one of your songs you wrote with Bob. Yeah. Uh, another sort of song about a guy in denial. In- oh, you yeah. This is this song's got it's got a story. I guess all of them do. But we wrote this song. Uh, we wrote this song for a girl. We thought this was a girl song. When we wrote it, the publishing company gave it to a guy. There, there was a Cajun singer by the name of Joel Sonye. I don't know if you're familiar with him or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. J O E L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel Sonye. He recorded the song. They put it out and. His record, it was. If you'd never heard it, you got to check it out. It it was great, and he sang some bro, some Cajun French in the song. We thought it was going to be a smash, and it it really didn't do very much. Bob and I love this song. We just thought it was a hit, and we pushed it around for years. You know, trying to get somebody to do it. And about uh, eight years after the Sonier record, a guy named John Snyder came in into our office one day in the publishing company, and. Uh, he had some moderate success with RCA. He was a pretty good singer. He wanted to go country. I mean, he he loved country. And he came in looking for stuff. And I wasn't even there that day. He came in, but they were playing him songs and played him for a while. And he didn't hear anything. He said, I'll tell you what he said, play me something that you would never even think of me doing. Just 
play me some songs that you guys like. And the guy uh, was running the publishing company at the time, Bob Kirsch, he, he pulls out, I've been around enough to know. He plays it for Snyder. And John says, man, I love that song. He records it. And when they put that song out, you know, this is kind of funny. You know, there are a lot of there are a lot of pop singers, like if their careers burn out or whatever, they try to sing country with the thinking of, well, I can't make it in pop. I'll, I'll just record country, which country disc jockeys didn't like that. And they think, you know, this is going to happen when John Snyder puts his country record out. As good as it is, they're not going to play it because they're going to have that attitude. So when they put the record out, it was on Warner Brothers instead of the writer's name. They just put a big question mark on all the DJ promotion copies. Uh-huh. So they wouldn't know it was a pop singer. And they, they started playing it. And, you know, it's like people went crazy. And the song, uh, it got such play and started selling. And then, of course, after they started playing it, they found out who it was. But that song was actually in, in the singles charts for 58 weeks. Wow. And had uh, wow. a number one record with it. And But anyway talk about a story of a song you know started out eight years ago with a record that didn't make it and it culminates with uh, john recording it and having a smash with it well i find it interesting it was written with your intention of having a female vocalist do it but yeah. you know it's kind of better that it's uh the guy who knows that the woman doesn't love him but you know really is begging for her to keep him in some ways is that kind of once he had a hit with it, it definitely sounded like a guy should do it. You know, what's <laughs> you can't think of a woman doing it now, right? Yeah. There's no personal experience on this one, right? You know, we just wrote it and thought we had a pretty good song. 